everybody. Welcome. To, I am your host, Hashem Ryan. And today we have the first episode of that Hashem Ryan show. And I am joined by my lovely co-host, Dan, member of our journalism class in Middlesex University. Uh, and we are joined with the lovely Kareen Duvignon. Duvignon. It's French? Duvignon. Yeah, I'm French. Oh, you're French? Oh. Yes. oh, okay, salut. Okay, Alec, she is a PR professional and she's also an adjunct professional uh, professional in our university. I want to I wanna start with the truth, Kareen. Uh, we're in difficult times and I think you can agree on that. It's, uh, it's a confusing time and uh, especially in the communication sector, a lot of people are getting confused. How can they keep making money? How can people keep their brands up on that? Do you have anything to say that you think... Uh, people need to know of what's changing in the communications industry now? Well, f first of all, let me just give you some context because of course I work as a consultant in an agency, some agency mm. side and, and as a business, we, we've been hit. Yeah. We're not gonna, we're not gonna hide it. We're not gonna lie here. We've been hit. Mm. We had quite a few um, contracts lined up in relation to Expo, Obviously, that was postponed. Those, con those contracts are therefore postponed with them. We've had, um, in our agency, the core of, uh, of our business is supporting um, SMEs, small homegrown businesses, and they're the ones that were hit the most. And a few mm. of those, um, of those businesses have had to scale back. And again, unfortunately, uh, the mm. PR expenditure is one that, in a lot of cases, unfortunately, clients tend to go, okay, what can I cut back on? PR and marketing is usually on that list. Because a lot of people are getting really, they're not really sensing of how much it's changing. Because now, like huge multi-million dollar companies and as you said, small uh, uh, home starters or startup businesses, they're still closing down and they're, and they're taking it back. Do you think that companies now, or uh, when people go up to hire PR professionals, you think they're going to be a little bit weary when when they're going to start after Corona ends? If I it think ends? Gonna be, huh, it's, a, it's actually an interesting question. I don't have the exact answer to that. There, we can see both. We can see two separate trends. Perhaps going to onboard or reboard their PR agency, but perhaps on the smallest scope of work. And those on the other hand, who are going to go maximum effort on PR and marketing when they're ready to go. It just depends on what industry the client is in. Um, when the clients understand the power of PR and marketing, it's such a cluttered and noisy market. When things are going to reopen, everybody's going to go out there and reopen at the same time. And I think um, those who are going to make a difference, where we can make a difference is we can, we can help position, reposition, and make some noise around, around the brand. So there's two trends, those who are training carefully and those who are really on the, on the starting block, ready to go, ready to go. Ready to go. Yeah, and I imagine that the, the people who are really ready to go are maybe the tourism sector, because they've been hit almost as bad. Yeah, tourism, um, what we call lifestyle, lifestyle clients, and that's all of your yeah. FMB outlets, your fashion brands, um, all of those customer-facing brands who um, who will need to, to to make a big push and just make some noise, really. Um, but things are things are looking up. We're we're getting inquiries on a weekly basis, inquiries for things to start within the next couple of months. So there is positive. There is a light 
although a little faint at times, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel. How long the tunnel is, this I can't predict, but there is definitely a light at the end. We just need to hang on. We need to hang on. I, I wish I was almost as positive as you uh, with my sector, but I'm a journalist, so that's fine. I can stay a pessimist. <laughs> that's okay. Call me an optimist, but I think at the start of, look, we've all gone through the same the same crisis, the same issues, and the same challenges. I made a conscious um, effort to remain and focus on the positive because I truly believe this is the only way you're going to get out of this. It is, you know what people say, it is what it is. It's a fact. It mm. is what it is. Now, one can choose to hide and crawl under their bed and hide until September, or, walk, or one can decide to go to war and fight. And right. I'm more of a fighter, and so I took, okay, these are my challenges, but everything comes with, you know, it's like a side of, two sides of a coin, right? Every challenge brings opportunities. And, and, and I guess we'll, we'll get to talk about that a little bit more, but I, I've decided to take more, a positive approach to this whole thing. More positive. I wanted to know how, how much of it do you think it's, uh, it actually affects if you have a positive outlook and you're outwardly positive, how much does that affect you inside, Every, especially with times like that? It affects everything. Um, it's, I mean, I don't, I don't have a smart stat to give you, but I, no. this, is, this is again, my own personal opinion, but also experience. It affects everything. If you think positively, you feel better and everything else after that, I really believe it affects everything. And I mean, uh, a lot of people, they, they, they might've been maybe with the protests and maybe with the, with the rise of social media, they're getting into sort of a, a revolving cycle negativity and oh this is bad and they go to history and they blame history and they're playing the victim do you have anything to say on playing the victim because i've been seeing that a lot on social media people they love to be in in shackles i love that you say that because i've i've noticed that too um funnily enough one of my um one of my friends who's um in pr as well as being a life coach wrote this article the other day and it was the only article I have seen in the last two months that took a positive approach to the crisis whereby, and it said something like, you know, um, it is okay to feel good and to be positive during these hard times. And you're right, there is an influx everywhere you look, everything you, every time you watch TV, every time you open your radio, every time you scroll Instagram, all you see is negativity. Um, is it because people feel a little guilty? So then you have someone like me who I have, I'm thriving at the moment. I'm not yeah. thriving financially. I am, you know, I have faced exactly the same challenges as everybody. Am I scared to lose my job? Absolutely. We are all expats in the UAE and we know how important it is to have that financial base. Everything can just change in an instant. But again, let me just remind you, challenges will also bring opportunities. We're working right now on reduced hours because we have less amount of work to do. And so that free time, I've decided to put it to good use and focus on my own well-being. Mm -hmm. It is very rare during the course of someone's career, and I'm a little bit older than you guys, so I am I'm a, kind of 20 years ahead of you guys, it is so rare to ever have this amount of time to focus on self-development, 
um, our managing director, Claire, has, has been amazing and has um, allowed all of us to pick a self-development course of our choosing and allow us the free time and actually subsidize um, uh, the courses for us. So that's an opportunity to learn new things. And, and she literally gave us carte blanche. We could choose a course on knitting, cooking, or world politics. I chose world politics. Something. I like that. Yeah. That's an interesting I said, choice. I said to her, please forgive me, but I'm not going to take anything to do with PR because there's so much PR thing I can take on a, day, on a weekly basis. Little things like this. I've also, obviously, we're working from home and me has changed everything. That means I have time to schedule in all of the workouts that I want to do. I'm into boxing and I've been literally religiously going to the gym once or twice a day. I have time to prepare proper meals i have to commute i mean this to me i've never been so healthy i've never been so full of energy i've never slept so well this and i know it sounds and i don't feel bad i do not feel bad i have said that and i've had a conversation with friends and in return i've had an oh but you know you should be a bit more sensitive because some people have lost their jobs some people have had salary cuts i'm like Who's saying I haven't? I'm not mm-hmm. saying I've not faced any challenges. I've just chosen to highlight the positive. I've taken a salary cut. Mm-hmm. I have colleagues in the job, of course. I've lost colleagues. I have lots of friends who are a few friends who moved back home already. Um, yeah. I have family that I worry about. My father is 74. I worry about my father's health. I'm facing exactly the same challenges. But again, I can choose to sit here and cry. Or mm-hmm. go to war and fight. We will never have that time ever again. Because once things get back to normal, the new normal, the new normal to me is a bit overrated. But when things go back to fairly normal, uh, I will not have this time to read, to, I don't know, whatever that might be. And so, so yeah, to me, and, and I'm not ashamed to say it, this has been a really, really, really positive experience despite the challenges. Of course. The, yeah, Dan, uh, I don't know if you read the article, Dan, from Lorna yeah, King, did, the article that, uh, that Karine was talking about. I mean, it's it really spoke to me because at times, of course, I felt some sympathy, uh, at least some sympathy for the people that are struggling, especially with what's happening in the US or Europe or what's happening around every place in the world. But she spoke to a, a part of me that was really feeling the same thing, that just because other people are struggling and they're fighting for their lives, doesn't take away that you're actually winning the fight or you're looking for positives. I fight. love that you, you've put that. And that article was, has given me a step to kind of share my personal experience, although I've been doing this now for, for, for over three months. Um, just, and again, that time, that, the extra time that we now have, have allowed me to review a few things, review my relationship to... Um, mm-hmm content that I consume to the things that I follow on Instagram. I've done a massive cleanup of my, of my Instagram and I've decided that you cannot help but see the news. You cannot have to see the negative. You can't. You can live like an ostrich. You have to face reality. This is what's happening in the world. However, where my personal social media is concerned and I choose to follow some type of people, I've made a conscious effort to go through every single account that I follow and ask myself, does this add value to me, my life, my personal being? Um, 
does this make me feel joy? Or and if I feel one ounce of negativity when I look at your pictures, I remove. And that includes people that I know and I see maybe not on a daily basis, but and people who are like, how dare you even follow me? I'm like, it's not about you, it's about the content that you pull out there. Your perhaps your mm -hmm. cupcakes and cakes right now, I'm trying to be right. healthy, are not so relevant. I don't want to be tempted by your cupcakes, therefore I won't follow you. Should have seen me in Ramadan. When I have a cheat day, I might go and follow you again. But right now, I just want to see things that work and are aligned with my goals. Mm -hmm. That's it. And wow. again, no shame in doing that. We, we have a choice. All these celebrities, you know, this has been the, 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 the main yeah. debate of the past few weeks, right? And over the past three months, where suddenly we've started to realize that these people don't mm -hmm. bring value, right? Your nurses and your frontline workers, these are the people who we suddenly realize, exactly. oh, wow. That, that's exactly what, what I wanted to talk about, because my parents are doctors, and I've seen firsthand that they have seen some things, and now they get the attention that they deserve on TV. So I watch Egyptian TV, and now they're thanking the doctors. I really hope that if anything comes out of this challenge, uh, of this crisis, is can we please just remember that the person that brings my Talabat order at 12 o'clock at night, you know, I made an effort to give them all a tip or at least say thank you, mm -hmm. be safe out there, have a good day. Just those little things that perhaps not that I... So you're more aware of it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate because if you think about it, suddenly we were all stuck at home. What do we do? To also add on something really specific that you said, it's the media that you consume. So yeah. you didn't say, because a lot of people, they like to be very polar about it. And I'm yeah. sure Dan also as a journalism student like myself, she's seen yeah. that. Pe people like to, to push, oh, how dare you post that? They shame yeah. the people for posting. But I don't think that's the issue. The issue is to choose what you want to consume, not to stop uh, creation. Absolutely. Yeah. My personal account is my personal account. I choose to share whatever content I want to share. You have a choice to look at my content or not, mm -hmm. right? To consume it or to leave it alone. Exactly. You should not dictate the content that I put out. However, you are in charge of your own life. <laughs> that is true. Control of what you see, what you consume. Listen, I'm a PR person, so I don't, I don't always have the choice in terms of what the news. I have to see the news every day. I don't have a choice. Sadly. I know, I know a lot of people <laughs> shielding themselves from the news. I don't read the newspapers. I don't watch the news. Unfortunately, I wish it, I, I could do that, but I can't. With experience, you learn With to experience. separate. I have somehow uh, learned how to. I look at the news. I read the news. I'm not in denial. I'm very well aware of what's happening. Mm -hmm. But at six o'clock when I close my laptop and I take that five minutes and sit by myself on the, on the couch quietly, I'm like, now I'm moving to the next part of my day, which is now my personal, the personal part of my day. I need to leave this behind and I need to focus getting mm -hmm. my workout. Boxing really helped, I have to say. <laughs> really? You kick boxing or, or normal boxing? So, um, I'm a member of Real Boxing Gym only. Not sponsored. Uh, not yet. You hear that boxing gym? Um, Stephen will know with you because he's 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 a member as well. He comes on the on the occasion. And so it's boxing. It's a really cool. First of all, 
It's owned by a female. Her name is Michelle. She was also in PR. Steve and I have known Michelle for years. And she's discovered boxing a few years ago and decided to open her own American mm -hmm. New York, think New York, not New York, let's think Philadelphia style, old school ghetto boxing gym. Ghetto, I like that. Ghetto boxing gym. There's no ego in there. There is no pretty. It's all about the hustle. And, um, and that's like, that's, not, that's my, and just mm -hmm. punch it out in on those bags. By the time you come out, <laughs> happy exactly. days. <laughs> you can deal with anything after you do that. I, I wanted to ask you because compartmentalizing, you're very good at that and you can separate your priorities. Uh, yes. Do you have any advice for people maybe my age or Dan's age or, or, or older a little bit and uh, how they can start to see the positives or maybe see how they can improve the, the results or their mental health day to day because now they have the time? I have some advice. I don't know if you guys have, have ever had a chat with any of my first year students. I, I, I usually do the little Karine's life lessons. So here's, here's a couple of advice. I don't know if you will like it. Because remember, people always look for that advice, but then mm. the reason why they don't actually apply is they don't like it, it's uncomfortable, it's hard. So mm -hmm. a few things I want to share from my experience. If you've got to do the work. I know that sounds so obvious, but you've got to do the work. Right? Mm. No matter what you want to achieve in life, you want to... Let become me just, a boxer let's do let's take boxing as an analogy because to me this is this this is how i've learned i've learned discipline mm. through boxing why because i naturally when i was your age i was what you call mm, i don't know if there's a word in english but if there was a way to cut a corner or find i would take it to take the easy way I will also take Girl, it. Slacker is a good word, yeah. Slacker, yeah. And I was at time very arrogant about things. I thought my being enough was enough to get me that promotion at work. How, mm. you know, I was entitled to this, this and that. Unfortunately, life teaches you many lessons. Boxing taught me the biggest one. Once you're in the ring, there's someone coming at you to punch you in the face. And that person has been training, not slacking, training every single day. Not perhaps that I would do, go train twice and then go to Starbucks. No, that person has been training. They've been on their nutritional plans, not on the McDonald's every weekend. No one will see. When mm -hmm. that person comes at you and punches you in the head, it hurts a lot. It, mm -hmm. hurts, it hurts your ego. There's people watching around you and you just got punched down to the ground in front of everybody. Oh maybe I should have put in the work. It hasn't happened to me yet, but I'm, I don't want that to happen to me, but I've understood that through boxing. There is no cutting, cutting corners. Mm -hmm. Nothing in life. You cannot cut corners and expect results. In terms right. of your overall well-being, so I do these sessions every Wednesday with my team. I call them Wellness Wednesdays, and sometimes we do a 30-minute workout because everybody's sitting in their own home and everyone is, and, and I see them on my little screen every, every morning and they're all alone and they're sick. And then these guys are all under 30. And I'm like, guys, you in the, your prime years, you're sick all the time. I see you yawning. I woke up at 5 a.m. I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. And I'm like 15 years older than you guys. You need to get off the couch 
and look after yourselves, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, but how do I do it? Get off the couch. <laughs> Go read a book. Read, but do something. Do the work. Do the work. It's you not. Can't even you can't even jump, honestly. No excuse. You don't have to go to a fancy gym. You go on YouTube, hit workout, 30 minutes, done. It's free. All you need is a pair of nothing. You need a pair of leggings and a t-shirt. Mm -hmm. So this is only talking about um, physical or maybe mental. With it. You know, work is the same. I come from an in-house PR background. I moved to the agency side two years ago. Moving agency side was a massive shock to the system, right? Because suddenly, not only do you have one client, you can have five, 10 different projects at the same time where I literally sat in my car and cried and then, okay, wipe those tears and then go back to it. <laughs> it happens to everybody, but you've got to do the work and you've got to, you've got to be strong and you've got to keep pushing and you've got to, you got to have a goal in mind. I think a lot of people go out in life, especially at your age, you go out, you get out there, you don't really have goals. Goals are so important. And goals are not talking, oh, I want to be rich and drive a ghost by the age of 35. That's not a goal. I, at the beginning of each year, when my first years, I asked them, what, what, what's your goal? What do you want to be? Oh, what do I hear? I want to be a YouTuber. I want to be an uh -huh. influencer. I want to be right. rich. I want oh, to be rich. I want to work for Apple. I want to be the head of creative for Apple. I'm like, the, the likelihood mm. of that happening is literally one to 10 million. It's not going to happen. You wow. will not be the head of creative at Apple. See, this is why I like French people. They give it to you straight. It's not going to happen. Yeah, go on. Realistic goals. Can I say realistic goals? It's great to want to be rich, but that's not a goal. To keep learning you want to be the best version of yourself you want to be disciplined um yeah. and to find to find your priorities uh, as you said to find what you really want because i like i i heard this joke uh, i wanted to be a boxer until i met somebody who really wanted to be a boxer this guy definitely wanted to be a boxer <laughs> and you know it also comes a lot from the people you will meet along the way two or three favorite quotes one of them is nobody cares and it goes something like i don't have it in mind but it goes something like no matter what you're going through no one cares because no matter what you're going through chances that somebody around you has gone through the same or is going through worse mm. so stop complaining stop procrastinating stop whinging about things do something take one step, take action. Mm -hmm. There's a quote yeah. that, I, that I stole from my gym. I read it okay. every time I go to the gym and it says, everybody wants to go to heaven. No one wants to die. I'll let you think about that one. That's one for the viewers outside. That's, that's a good one. Uh, I mean, that's a very good quote, but I think we want to end on a really light note. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think Dan learned through Steve that you have... Uh, a very uh, well-structured makeup routine, maybe because you're French and I don't know. I'm, yes, you, I do. You really I do. like, so Dan has some questions okay. for you. Come okay. On, yeah. mercy. So um, first I, I want to ask what a basic skin routine would be through the lockdown period. The base, basic is, there's no such thing as basic skincare. <laughs> Eight steps. <laughs> quarantine wow. or no quarantine. Um, so, 
the skincare routine. Here's the lowdown. Cleanser, scrub, mask. Sometimes another mask. Friends. Could be two if I have time. Yeah. Toner, serum, eye cream, moisturizer, and mm -hmm. SPF. What, what about the bl blush? No blush? All right, so this is the skincare. This is the prep. So first you prep your skin. This is, she's asked me about skincare, not about makeup. Sometimes if you have an interview over Skype or over, sorry, a go-to meeting or Zoom, yes. Mm -hmm. But again, this is one of the opportunities coming from this challenge is that it allowed me to let my skin breathe, to let my mm -hmm. skin do its own thing. Are uh, beauty or makeup hacks always to be trusted? Okay, maybe the sellotape that you put here to define the eyes. Mm -hmm. You don't have any, any uh, what do you call it? Any, you know, Picasso paintings on your face. That you can use a spoon. You put spoon over your eye and you, and you try to do the smoky eyes. And uh, I don't think... That's too much work. Might as well, mm. <laughs> that's too much work. Mm -hmm. Come on, down. All right. So um, are natural substances such as fresh fruit peels or aloe vera and more to be considered a useless method in comparison to beauty cream products? Oof. Uh, I am not a fan of natural concoctions to be prepared, perhaps in your kitchen, to put on my face. I am not a fan at all. I trust that some people have studied biology and chemistry to come up with those creams that I buy at a very high price in Sephora. I trust these guys. Last one. How truly natural are beauty products that claim to be 100% natural? Um, it's a bit like healthy cereal bars, right? Which is, which are full of sugar and additives. You cannot have a hundred percent beauty product that has a longer shelf life than three days, right? Because if they were using only those hundred percent natural ingredients, your cream is out in the next 72 hours. There is always going to be some element of preservatives. I'm not saying it's, they are uh, bad for your skin or for your overall health don't believe in the whole 100% natural ingredient. I think it's a marketing tool that people use to sell with the green boxes that people think, oh, it's green, it must be healthy. Same. Right. Oh, let, let the beauty bloggers <laughs> debate on that. I'm not the expert. <laughs> you heard it from her, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, from Kareen, the purist who loves prepackaged makeup because it's chic, because she is a very chic woman, as I can Thank tell. You. I want to thank you, Kareem, for coming and being our first guest for the first episode. That was a very good episode, and we hope to see you again. Um, so thank you for having me, and good luck with the rest of the, of the, of the program. Of the podcast. Thank, thank you. you so much, Kareem. Now, that is the end of the first episode of That Hashem Royan Show. I want to thank you all for listening. Please don't forget to follow me for the next episode, where we will have Awad, uh, a Sudanese nationalist, who is ready to talk to us about a lot of issues next week that most people don't want to talk about. Thank you all for listening and stay snazzy.